Praise God. Amen tonight. Amen. It's okay. Um, we're going to just continue from where we start. And why do we teach like this? All right. So why do we teach uh, like this? You know, we, we teach so that we understand um, what the will of the Lord is. And then we've been on the, on the Holy Spirit baptism, which is very important for us. Um, and um, everyone in church is supposed to know um, the things that have been given to us, the, the traditions that we have. You know, I was in prayer meeting earlier this evening, and uh, we we're just we we started the meeting um, as we looked at uh, Jude's um, gospel, um, or the, rather the the epistle of Jude to the church, and um, we read verse three of it, and uh, you know. Just to 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 to, to get the, the feeling of what the apostle was writing um, to the church, and in verse three of of Jude, Jude said that uh, when I gave all diligence to write unto you concerning the common faith that you have, I thought it more necessary to remind you to contend earnestly for the faith. Contend earnestly for the faith. I like the word contend earnestly. So, so, so God is saying to us, which what would you contend earnestly for the faith? Now, he didn't end there. He says, the faith which was once and for all delivered unto the saints, and, and the faith which was once delivered to all saints. So that means there was something delivered to us. So, as I mentioned, no, there was something delivered. Well, and there, 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 there's, there's something we have to believe. There's something the church um, 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 stands on or for. Uh, you see that? So Jude said the things that was one delivered. That means, that, means, that means those things were delivered to, to us from who? From, from Christ through the apostles. Hallelujah tonight. And, 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 and we do well to find out and hold on to those things that were once delivered unto us. You know, over the years, over the years of, 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 of church history, many things have happened. In the process of, of transmission, in the process of time and age. But Jude says here, the things that was delivered unto us, and all the saints, Paul writing also in First Corinthians 11, when he was talking about the, 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 the communion, he says, I also received of the Lord, and that is what I also pass unto you. So, so there is nothing that you that we have had in the church that was not passed down to us by Christ. So if there's a confusion about anything down the age or down the line, we must always make sure that we do what we go back to the source. You know, one of the arguments in the in the in the Reformation and 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 and, and the inner times of the church is that the church has the power to to determine. And, and interpret scripture and determine how church runs. But the reformer says, no, the scripture has the power to determine how the church runs and appoint it to church. And this was the contention. Now, you can imagine that this was the cause of war. 
and the death of so many people. Now, let me tell you what this, this means. Some people said in the 1500s that it is the church that has the authority to interpret what God is saying. Or is the church that has the authority to determine what scripture says? So the church hierarchy controls the word. So whatever they says, the word says is what the word says. Some says, no, man cannot determine what God says. It is the scripture that should control and determine what the church does. And so because of this dichotomy, there was war. Literal war and people died in their thousands defending justice. And so when, when people grow and see some things, no one really knows what was really handled down. So Jude says, no, you must contain. And how do we find that by the word of God? And so there are many times in church history, I read in the church where people believe all kinds of things about the Holy Spirit. And in particular, about speaking about tongues. Some fight it, some love it, some say it's of the devil, and some say it's of God because of different perspectives and different views. But how do we come to the true knowledge of what the Lord is saying to the church by the word? And so tonight we're going to continue from where we stop and just build up as it were and make some progress. But like I said in the last class, that Tongues in the Old Testament, it's not as we see it in the New. Speaking other tongues was not was not practiced in the Old Testament because it's a revelation of the New Testament. And I want us to just know that because it was prophesied that it will happen. Uh, there are types of that. In fact, most of the things you see in the Old Testament are the types of what happened in the New. God gave us a, a prelude of what will happen when the Holy Spirit comes. And I have given us a few points along those lines. But let us come down a little bit tonight to look at the gifts of the Spirit. You know, what interests me and I want you to know is that our Lord Jesus spoke about the coming of the Holy Spirit himself. Hallelujah. He spoke about him. It is not it. The Holy Spirit is not and it, it is him. However, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he says, I will send you another comforter. John 14, 26, and John, John 16 from myself. And that when he comes, he will guide you, praise God. And Jesus said, he said, he said, I will send you another one like myself, praise God. I love that, amen. That is like Jesus was to, to the disciples and the apostles, so the Holy Ghost will be to, to who? unto us right now. We can't see him, but now he abides with us. 
So what he will accomplish and the graces and endowments and distributions he will give the believers when it comes. So Jesus spoke about the Holy Spirit and what endowments and what gifts and what grace he will bring to the church when he comes. Praise God. Jesus foretold about it. He spoke about it. Now, one of the things that is clear that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit when he comes is this. The one thing that he will do when he comes, praise God, is that he will, he will, he will quench thirst. Wow. Amen tonight. So when he comes, he will do what? He will quench thirst. How do we see that? John 7, 37. On that last day of the feast, Jesus stood in the crowd and cried. If any man thirst, let him come. So the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will do what? He will quench the thirst of anyone. He will quench the thirst of men. He will quench the thirst of those that believe in Amen. So the Holy Ghost quenches our thirst. Glory to God. He will quench thirst. You know, when a man is thirsty, he's, he's weary. You know, tonight I just want to just, just you know, you know, you know, you know, drink a little water. Isaiah 28, verse 12. The Bible says, For this is the rest wherein the weary shall rest. And this is the refreshing that will come in those days. But my people will choose not to rest. For with the stubborn lips and the strange tongues, I will speak unto them, said the Lord. So one thing we know is that when the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus said, he will quench what? He will quench first. So when there's, when there's anyone that is questioning in the church, how is the place quenched by the Holy Spirit? So if you deny the Holy Spirit and, and his, his word and his grace upon us, then, then you, you, you are stopping yourself from entering the reign of, of, of he that can quench your face. For surely men are thirsty. Hallelujah. But much more praise God for the he that quenches our thirst. When it comes, Jesus says, he will, he will produce in us living waters. It comes because he was giving us a, a, a clue. But, but, but remember, all through that Jesus spoke his word, he wasn't released yet. So we don't really know how he will do it when he comes. Amen. He, he told us what to expect, but it wasn't yet experienced. It was still as well in theory. But, 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 but thank you to God that when you read that in the Bible, someone came along by the name of Paul and Apostle. He began to explain and, and he broke these things down and, 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 and he showed us how the things that Christ said will happen. But before I get to it, let me just show you. He said, you will, you will help us produce living water. That means the church ought to be a place of dead men. A place of people having dead character. Something about the church will always be alive. Amen. There will always be joy and, and peace and grace where the Spirit of God is. Not a says, for the Lord Himself is the Spirit. I love that. Now, you see that comes actually the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Mm. The Lord Himself. It's the spirit. 
For wherever the spirit of the Lord is at work, there is liberty, there's no oppression, there's no depression, there's no fighting, there's no strife, there's no deception, there's no wantonness, there's no, there's no self-conceit. There's liberty, there's freedom, hallelujah, to rejoice and shout and thank God on this word of God. So he said, when it comes, there'll be the production of what? Of life, of living water. John 7, 38. He said, when the Holy Spirit comes, he will become a helper unto you. So we know that when he comes, he will help us. But guess what? When Christ was on earth, he hasn't come. So nobody knew how the means with which we be what? He will help us. But he told us that we will find help in the Holy Spirit. So no believer can truly be helped outside the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah tonight. John 16, 7. I will send you the comforter, the paraclete. The helper will come. When he comes, he says, he will come for us. How do the they the cover of the spirit? Well, we don't see him. But Paul says in 2 Corinthians 1, verse 4, says, now thanks be the God of all our comfort. Who is that? The Lord? The Holy Spirit. Oh. Amen tonight. But you see, when Christ spoke this age, nobody knew how he would do it. But now Paul had experienced it. The apostles had experienced it. Now they knew how he did that to them. What the Bible says, Paul says, he was in the city praying. And, and God came there and prayed in that way. He says, Paul, don't be afraid in this place. For yes, you must do that. You will do the division. But I have many souls in this place. And I will keep you no watch. That's my so Paul, by divine revelation, God is and began to explain to the church how the thing that Jesus said was going to what be fulfilled in reality. He will comfort us. Jesus said, when he comes, he will guide you. Wow. John 16, 13. Tell me that everybody like John 16, 13, everybody. Now I'm showing you something that Jesus said. So the Holy Spirit is not outside the body of Jesus. Actually, he will be living at the promise of Jesus to the church, and the church is the body of Christ. So, 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 if, if the church is the body of Christ, and, and, and the Holy Ghost is here to have the body of Christ, then everyone the church must receive in God. John 16, I said, Amen. Let's, 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 let's read from verse, from verse 13. Are we all there? Okay, look, let me read myself here. John 16, 13. Let me just get there. Amen. John's gospel, the 16th chapter. Thank you, Lord. All right, I'm there right now. 16 says, However, when he praised God, so I said, tonight. So you see, when you find those, those religions that will, just, that, will, that, will, that will draw God as a woman with two breasts, it's demonic. God is not a woman. They said, because God Almighty he says it's called the all better one. So the one with the large breast, no, it's the one called woman. However, when he, the spirit of truth is gone, we say he prays God. He's on a sheep. Thank for our women, blessed women. I love our women, I love my wife. Every man must love your wife. You know, because I'm preaching, I want to just go down, but I'm preaching. 
let let us not um, not okay so here the around the place or something. Let us go on. Let us go on. But see, God is on a woman. Let us not because of the feminist war begin to adapt scripture to superman. No, women they are strong in their Christian, just as men are strong in their own Christian amen. If there was not a need for a woman, God would have made a woman. For God to make a woman, there was a need for her. If a man is subject himself, there will be for a woman, but God knows. No man is sufficient by himself. That's why God made women. But uh, it is man to pick out the woman. Said. Really? Why should you pick her now? Sorry, I'm not paying you. It has gone. Praise God. Hallelujah, man. He says, when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will do what? Now, I'm with the next one. He will not only what? Guide us, he wants to what show us things to come. So, how will he show us things to come? He will show us things to come now. How do we know now? We know from first Corinthians 14 that's what we call the gift of the word of, of, of wisdom. That's how he show us things to come. But Christ didn't tell us how, but he says he will come, and when he comes, he will know. But in hell, Christ knows that he will come and not his God, and he will send to teach this message. That's why he will be Peter. He says, speaks of some deficiencies of Christ, which is true. Even though some don't understand what he's saying, but what he's saying is true because God came to, to interface with them and share his ideas. But you know, I'm going somewhere because these are things that God has promised the church. And anyone that looks beneath this will not enjoy the blessing of Christ. Hallelujah tonight. So he will, he will, he will guide us. And show us things to come, and he will reveal to us Jesus and glorify God through us. Amen tonight. So Jesus said these things about the Holy Spirit. Now remember, if you read that scripture in John 6, 37 to 39, he said, And he spoke of the Spirit of God, which was what? Which was yet to be worth to be given. But he has told us something about him before he came. So when he comes, we'll be able to, to picture exactly what his mission is. So when he's doing those things, we'll not resist him. Oh. Amen tonight. Because Jesus all the world, they, they saw him in the flesh, says, for we have known him by the flesh. But now henceforth, know we him no more after. The flesh took on and transported from us. Why now we know this by the Spirit? And so everyone in the church of Jesus must be ready to heal to the Spirit. It's not, it's not being fanatic to heal the Holy Ghost. At the same time, it's not a license for personal beings. So in the church of the living God, there's blessed out of all said in Peter 14, verse 6. Say, and we become every one of you. What a hard sound to hear the topic. That's the reason because when it comes, he comes to do that which Jesus has told us he would do. Notice all the provisions the Lord mentioned here are related to the coming of the Holy Spirit. When he's come. And when this was said, 
The Holy Ghost was not yet given, but Jesus had not had mentioned it to the men. So I'm hearing now. So, so, so I love this. So, so, so the Holy Ghost did not come by himself. Jesus has told him and has given us a clue of what to expect when it comes. So one, he will quench thirst, he will produce living water, he will help us, he will comfort us, he will guide us, show us things to come and reveal the Son and purify God. So the coming of the Spirit upon us, as promised by the Lord, changes the believer. If he changed the apostles and disciples, and followers of Jesus from a life of great fear, timidity, helplessness, directionless, without any revelation and, in, and, and an inability to praise and glorify God, then he will definitely also do the same for us. Amen. Now, if the Holy Ghost comes and changes the lives of the disciples, remember these were men that were, that were, that were, that were fearful men. Men that were, you know, when they came back from our holy services, they went to the bathroom and locked themselves in the place. Act one from verse 14. Read it to find the someone who came back and locked themselves because they were afraid to be killed. The same Peter that denied Jesus three times, able to explain there. But when the Holy Ghost came on, he praised God. Something changed for the religion. Oh. If the apostles' life did not remain the same, if they went everywhere about preaching the gospel with all power and boldness, if what made that change possible was the Holy Ghost of Boldness, then the same Holy Ghost would make the same change possible. It's going in our lives also eventually. So when you hear the Holy Ghost, what comes to your mind? What are you expecting? What do you come for to see? Hallelujah. chapter 1, verse 7 and 8. For God had not given us the spirit of fear. One thing you should know is that the Holy Ghost coming out actually takes away what? Fear. So when you see so much fear in the ministry, in someone's life, so afraid of everything, it means the person has not come to terms to accept the presence and the person of the Holy Spirit. It takes away all fear. For God had not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Of power. Someone say amen tonight. No, no. If I were tonight, I would be okay. This is the post. The spirit. Paul says, For God had not given unto us. The spirit of what? Of fear. You know, this evening, I went to Bob, my children said, and the Baba took his camera to take a picture of my brother's head. I said, why? He says, for before and after. So, okay. So, uh, she will take the picture to the, the government, which, which, which. As they call the name, my head appears. And then, yes, that's so for the night tonight. You know, some people say, no, 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 this is Hallelujah tonight. For God had not given us the spirit of fear. So, whenever you find prayers being, being packaged in fear, it means it's not of the. Don't, don't help anybody. It's the truth. So, the reason there's much fear today in the church 
Because we lack the understanding of who the Holy Spirit what is. When you hear the word, God said, I'm not kneeling down. What is that? That in the day of, of, of kneeling down, we hear the people of the crowd, baby, and Don't 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 don't. There are people who are who are drunk possessed that 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 this part where some of them they they are they are they harlots they copy them by mistake they, they are prostitutes in fact they want to kill themselves as I try to kill them the baby comes out so which 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 people what kill the Lord is that what I'm telling you kill the one I'm telling but it's those who should understand the power of God that the Lord said, okay, God, God has not given us so the Holy Ghost in the church takes away fear from the men tonight. But of love, so say love, of power and some mind. Listen, where there's fear, you can't understand mind. Where there's fear, there can't be love. Why? For perfect love, just out here. So where there's no Holy Ghost, there's room for all kinds of things to manifest. And we can talk it in the cloak of what? Religion. No. Be careful. Paul said, verse verse eight. Not be ashamed of the testimony. Of our Lord, not of me, his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the affliction of the gospel according to the power of God. So the Holy Ghost comes on us to take our fear, bring in love, give us some mind, and give us the power of what effective witnesses of the truth. So the Holy Spirit, the power of God for the church. These folks were, were fighting people. A slave girl was killed an adult man before the Holy Ghost came on him. But after the Holy Ghost came on him, he became a changed man. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you become a changed man. Amen tonight. On the day of, of the Holy Spirit coming upon them, there are few things that, that, is, that, that was not evidently. You know, I, I will build this gradually tonight. When the Holy Ghost came on the horse, the very first time, you know, Christ from the side, he said, He will come. In Luke 24, he told them, Wait for him. So the Holy Ghost is not Paul's, Paul's, Paul's doing. It's not Paul's, Paul's, uh, um, Paul's word. No. The Holy Ghost is God as promised by Jesus. You know, it's not supposed to do it. It's, it's, it's like the Almighty formula. That's Almighty. But to use it, it has what we've broken down and explained. So what Jesus did, he told us the, the Almighty formula. What Paul did, Paul began to what? To break it down. How it was, oh, 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 ah, 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 
Now, the first word of Zion, when the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, what were the things that happened to this, this, this followers of Jesus? Now, if you read from Acts 2, verse 1 through verse 40, verse 47, there about, you find all this happening. The first thing that happened to them, we start notice, was that they spake in tongues. Now, I'm going to come to this maybe the next week. I don't know how. What tongue did they speak in? But one thing that is not there is that they spake in tongues from Acts 2. They spake in other tongues as the Holy Ghost did what? Gave them utterance. So the Holy Ghost was the one did what? That gave them the utterance. Praise God. He wants a man. So when he was given utterance, then it is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And let no one call what is good evil. For this is what was coming up down to us. We must endlessly defend and protect it with all our being. The Spirit and the Holy Ghost gave them offerings. Two, they are waiting for the Holy Spirit quench their thirst. As well, he took away their fear. You see, one thing that happens is that when Holy Ghost comes, he took away their fear. So one thing that happened there was that they became emboldened to do the things of God. You find in Acts 2 from verse 4 of verse 4, rather. Free, they preach the living word of God. The Holy Ghost helped them to preach. Listen, they spoke in tongues. He took away fear and he enabled them to work to preach. See, these are the things that the Holy Ghost does when he comes. So he's not just speaking in tongues alone. He helped them to do many other several things in the same chapter of the Bible. Hallelujah. So the first thing that happened, one, they spoke in tongues. Not as they will, you know, as the Holy Ghost himself did what? Give them the words. Two fear was taken from them. They became bold men. They became men full of confidence. Men who would face the challenge and to punish themselves and face the, the chief priest. And I told them, think which is good. Whether we obey men or obey God. These were men that if they hear high priest, ego. But now they were confident to face them. No fear, you know. Sometimes when you're afraid to put to someone, they're saying you, no, 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 no. For perfect love, that's what cast out fear. Then ought not to be feared when it comes to the preach of the word and for the power of the Holy Ghost towards you. For one thing is therefore, is to enable us to declare God's word in our generation. The priest. The Holy Ghost glorified God among the people because they heard them praising God. And, and, and I don't people do what we want to call glorified God. So when it's a manifestation, God is always glorified. God is always glorified. One thing that we saw there was that they were joyous and praising God. So we see the first thing that happened was that one, 
of them, that was filled with the Holy Ghost, when it came upon them, they spoke in tongues. Two, they became so bold, they became so, so confident, and, 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 and zeal to preach. And the next thing that happened was that they began to preach. And in that very first day, when Peter and the 12 people preached, over 3,000 souls in that one singular day. That the work of the Spirit. He that was more silly, suddenly had become so confident in God. So when Holy Ghost comes on you, it brings in you the confidence of God. We see them also the preach the glorified God. So Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit actually is the Spirit of God. I want to remember this. That John said actually, it is Jesus that actually baptizes in the Holy Spirit. So when anyone is baptized, it's not, it's no other is Jesus baptizing us in the Holy Spirit. Every time people come for the baptism in the Holy Spirit and they believe in the word of God, when hands are laid on them, Jesus himself, the high priest, is the one actually what? Baptizing them by himself. Have I know that John said it? If I speak to you about one else coming, who is mightier than I? Who's 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 I'm not worried about that. It is he that shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost, brother, in the Holy Ghost. So actually, Jesus is the baptizer. When men know this, it's easier to stand and receive the grace of body. Practicing the grace of God. So Jesus actually is the baptizer, but the but the but, but the method through is not her, is the what the laying of God of the hands of the minister. So the Holy Spirit is of Jesus. And it gave him to us to the church. So what the apostle Paul just went ahead to do is to explain. The revelation of Jesus about what he has said about the Holy Spirit and the gifts and the grace and endowments that we will bring when it comes. Remember Jesus before he left. But no one knew how it should look like. And when he came, things began to happen. And God began to explain to Paul actually what is taking place. So he can explain to the Gentiles exactly what is happening. So Mark 16, 15, Jesus said, Go to the whole world and preach the gospel. He that believe and baptize shall be what shall be saved. And these signs of all them that believe in my name, they will cast out devils and they will speak with new tongues. John 7, the 6, On that last dollar feast, Jesus stood in the middle of the and cried, If any man first, let him come and drink. For he that believeth in me, out of his belly shall flow the rivers of living water. 
and spread this above the Holy Spirit that was yet to be given. He was showing us the hint of how your presence of the Spirit of God will be when it comes. John 46 and 17. It's a spirit for you that I go. By the way, when the God of himself will not come. John 6, 7 to 14. Same we will find there. So Jesus gave us the hint of the walking of the spirit before he left. And Jesus said, I will build my church. And it says the Holy Spirit will be the agency to strengthen. Then there is nothing the church can do without the help of the Spirit. So say, Ben, tonight. Say, thank you, Holy Spirit, for abiding with me. I receive all the grace and all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I've spoken by Jesus for the benefit of the church. Thank you, God, because through me, you bless your church as I yield myself to the gifts that are given to me for the benefit of the body. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So as we go on, have we understood that, that, that Jesus, our Lord, told us about him? And to further understand the workings of these, then, then, then there's, 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 there's a need for, for a deeper understanding of these gifts as enunciated and explained by the Apostle Paul. You know, maybe I start this evening by showing us a scripture in Acts 19. Acts 19, we'll talk there. Acts 19. I want to read two verses there. The story in Acts 19. Uh, Paul was going about preaching and doing that which God has asked him to do. And in Acts 19, I was Paul came to, to the coast, you know, at Ephesus. And when, when he got to Ephesus, he he, he, he passed through there and he saw brethren along the line, blessed them, and then Paul began to ask them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you were baptized? They said, we don't have the Holy Ghost. And also, then the one they baptized into the Holy Ghost, don't be baptized unto the kingdom, but now we're baptized into Christ. Amen. And the early church rejoiced to be baptized into Christ. That was all they had praise for. They rejoiced. You know, in Acts 8, when Philip baptized the Moses, he went about the Lord rejoicing. Rejoicing. How many folks rejoice in our day when they are baptized? All of us rejoicing when we are baptized into Christ, when we identify with the mysteries and the redemptive grace of Christ. For our soul has escaped from the smell of the fire of grace. But Paul came here and was preaching, and then he told them, and then, and then, and then Paul was right on the on, 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 on this four man, praise God, and they got filled with the Holy Spirit, and, and, and they spread in tongues and prophesied. 
Verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Now, notice that the Holy Ghost did what? Came on them. But that was not the first work of the Holy Ghost in them. For the Holy Ghost actually, by, 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 by his workings, brought them into salvation. For the Holy Spirit, the Buddha has been saved. So there's a dual working of the Holy Ghost in their lives. First, unto redemption and salvation, then to unto service and ministry. So he came on them, praise God. I'm going to read what it means. In verse 6, and they speak with tongues and prophesied. You see that? When Paul laid hands on them, I told you that, yes, he did that, but Jesus himself at that point actually baptized them. And they speak in tongues and they prophesied. But if you come down, we are going to, to verse 13. Bible says, then there were certain vagabonds and there were Jews. And this was this was only in Jerusalem. What was what was there? In Ephesus. But there were Jews in the dispersion. They heard Paul preach. So anybody that says Paul is a Paul preached Paul was preaching Christ as the Messiah and the one that God has sent for the redemption of the world. But he is just a son. He says, I'm the priest of all the son because I am the one that actually came against the church. But because God has so shown me grace and has sent me and has called me into the ministry. Not because of who I am, but who he is. So Paul was in Ephesus preaching. And these Jews, this 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 seven son of Sceva, they have Paul preached. And 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 they came to a man that has some evil spirit. And 15 says, and the evil spirit answered and said unto 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 them, he said, so what he said, Jesus, I know. All I know. That's insulting. Evil spirits not no, no spawn with Jesus. Evil demons know that Jesus said Paul. Demons, if demons know, then human beings with the word of God should know. Jesus, because Paul was preaching in the name of Jesus, and they saw crowd following Paul. All the old man was not Jesus, but the, the friend that came with the name of Jesus. But see, when, when what happened here was that the demons could see the spirit, and they said, Jesus, we know. Paul also, we know. So what does that tell the saint? There's something about Paul with Jesus. There's, there's, there's a knowledge that Jesus gave to Paul that it would do us well to study. There are things that Jesus said in principle. And when we read the epistle, we find those things explained. We find it given to us for practical applicability in life. 
And I want us to understand who Paul is to create that grand foundation. So we begin to unravel the mystery of tongues and the gift of the Spirit, as Christ mentioned it. It will come to a point where the things that Christ says begin to crystallize in our hearts so we can believe and pursue. Paul's name was Saul. In fact, Jesus called him Saul. Saul. But it was a transition from Saul to Paul in Acts 39. Come with everybody tonight. Acts 39. That's the point of the transition. Turn the tonight with everybody. Acts 13, verse 9. And I read. Bible says, Then Saul, who also is called Paul, from this point forward in the whole Bible, is then changed from Saul to Paul. Nobody called him Paul anymore after Acts 13.9. We saw him as the apostle of Jesus. Like in our last class, I told us about what the word apostle means. The word apostles, it means a delegate, a sent one, and a one commissioned by Christ. And we read in Romans 11.13, how Paul said, For I am the apostle of the Gentiles. Saying in Romans 1 verse 5, Paul says, by whom we have re received the apostleship. Galatians 1, 15 to 16, Paul talked about his apostleship. Romans 15 verse 16, Paul talked about his apostleship. Ephesians 3, 1, 8, I read, for this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, unto me, whom am less than the least of all the saints, is this grace given that I shall preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. 1 Corinthians 15, 9, for I am the least of all the apostles, I am not made to be called an apostle, for I am, for I, as well as the church of God. But if you come down to scripture, you find in Matthew 10, verse 2, Mark 3, verse 13, the names of the apostles of Jesus. Matthew, John, James, Bartholomew, and all of them. You find that in Matthew 10, verse 2, Mark 3, verse 13 through 19, and even Acts 1, verse 2. In fact, in Luke 9, verse 1, Jesus called the twelve. You see, the twelve were mentioned in, in, in Luke 10, verse 1. It says, first call, 70 also. For see, the twelve were different from who? From the 70. So there's a difference that called the twelve. For these ones have eternal value. After the whole thing of the world is consummated. For the name comes up again at the end of age. So but there's something peculiar about the twelve. And to become one of the twelve, uh, there, there are certain things that must, must, must bear. One, the person must have seen the Lord and has walked with the apostles. Two, God must address his message with mighty deeds. Three, those ones form the fulcrum of the foundation of the church. Now, how did Paul feel in this tree? Our time is up tonight. I'm going to stop here. But I don't want anybody to talk about being wrong. 
of spiritual truths and realities. But much more than head knowledge will apply it. Sometimes in church, we don't have the reading test of all the things. Because as we know, we do, as we apply also, we gain more knowledge. Acts 1.21. When the place of Judas was revealed, they said, the one that was filled this Lord must be the one who has worked, who has worked with us from the beginning of Christ. Is ascension and he must have walked with us. If you read Second Corinthians 12, verse 12, Paul said, For the gifts of an apostle was mightily and evidently wrought in me. In me. That is the things the apostles must do. They are, they are testing signs. What I believe, absolutely. First, Acts 15 and Acts 19. Bible says in Acts 15, verse 5, it says, Bible says and, 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 and many were healed by the shadow of Peter. Was it Peter? No. Shadow. Peter was passing. People were bringing the lame, the, the, the dumb, the, 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 the horse, the paralyzed. Just that his shadow might just reflect on them. I have not seen that anywhere in our age. And Peter knew that this was nothing about him. Acts 19, verse 11, Bible says, and, and God wrought mighty things through, through the hands of Paul. Galatians 2, 7 and 8, Paul says that he that was mighty in Peter to the word, the apostleship for the Jews was also what mighty in me to whom the apostleship of what the Gentiles. So Paul has something to say. The third point, this will be and serve as a foundation of the church, and through them, the scriptures will be written. I'll read this right and I close. I've read to you a third time, Ephesians 2 19 20, 2 Peter 1 21, but I'm going to read it to you tonight, 2 Peter 3 15. Let's read the word there. 2 Peter 3 15. Let's turn everybody tonight. So you can see, and then I'll close from there. And then next class, we'll, we'll, start, we'll start exploring how the book fits into this practice of Second Peter. Three, verse 15. This is a testimony of the Apostle Peter about Paul. Say an account that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto, unto him, had written unto you. That means even the, the twelve saw that the things that, that Paul wrote were scriptures. They acknowledged the writing of Paul as scripture that brings them salvation. So Paul was not a lone ranger, a lone, a lone move that, that did have an encounter with the apostles. But Peter said that Paul has not given wisdom, has written to you, and 
It is same people that give step two was writing two. So as we go into the study further, we begin to unravel the mysteries as Paul had understanding to reveal to us. So the things that Christ has said, like, like a big formula, Paul began to break it down for us in simple nuggets that we can understand and work with. Amen tonight. Joseph, when I took intelligence to write unto you about the things coming to us in salvation, I told him more than three important to write to you to contend endlessly for the faith that was delivered unto us. And this came from men who have seen the Lord. And all the things he saw have been written in the canon of scripture. And everyone that put his faith in the word shall receive the blessings of the word. John 20, 31. John said, Many things are the signs Jesus did. But not all were written. But if all were written, then all the books of the world will not continue. But the things written are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. So every truth of God's word is in scripture. And everyone that they have put his faith and trust in that which is bigger than you shall come in full range of that which God intends for his church. First Corinthians 14 and 7. For all this is given by the same self-holy spirit and gave it to all one in church to profit. The church will be so deficient without the gift of the spirit in operation. And Jesus has foreseen that and gave us the spirit to guide and help us. As we learn in these times, receive the word of grace and say, Lord, as you give me grace, as you endowed your gift, I will yield to you for the benefit and the profit of the church. In the name of Christ, I be praised on earth for the glory of God, even through all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you tonight. See you again in the next meeting. By the grace of God. God bless you. And have a happy night to us. Bye for now.